This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us this morning. You've likely heard by now the Metro Vancouver board voted to give itself a pay increase and a retirement allowance. And many of the mayors that sit on that board, well, they're not running again. So it's not as though they're going to have to answer to the voters in their cities and municipalities. This is a vote that is not sitting well with many. At Global News, we sent an email to every member of the board asking how they voted, because not only was this done in a rushed through way on a Friday afternoon, noon, there was also no record of the vote. So if you wanted to know how your mayor voted, you would have to scroll through the meeting, which was online if you weren't there in person, which why would you be? And it's about 46 minutes long. And you would have to slow it down and watch and try and find your mayor and see when he or she raised his or her hand. Not exactly the most transparent way of finding out how your elected official voted. That is just one of the issues people have with this. Now, the response to that email, we got one back from Michael Smith, who is the mayor of West Vancouver. He did not pull any punches. He did not hold back on his anger at this vote, a vote that he missed. Take a listen. I spoke to him on the phone yesterday. Take a listen to what he has to say about the process and the vote itself. Well, first, I already have two concerns. Number one, about the process. I mean, I'm in Hawaii now for spring break, but before I booked my flight, uh, you know, because I knew I was going to be missing a Metro board meeting, I checked the agenda, which they had published a few weeks ago, and uh, like early in the month, and the, this item was not on there. Otherwise, I would have made sure I canceled my vacation and stayed in Vancouver. So this was put on the agenda at the last minute, and the email I got from Global uh, asking me for my comments on the, on the vote was the first I'd even heard of it. So as a process, how can you have a fundamental change in policy like this, which costs half a million dollars of public dollars, without having any uh, dis- debate or discussion at, in front of the full board. I mean, the process is, is, is completely absurd. So you know, that's one thing. And secondly, the issue itself is completely wrong. I mean, those Metro Vancouver directors, they don't work for Metro. They get paid to attend a meeting. Often the meetings are less than half, half you know, an, an hour long, and they get paid 370-some-odd dollars for attending. And on top of that, they all get expenses, you know, on the um, over, you know, on top of the the fee they get for attending the meeting, so they've re- you know, they rolled back the one third of the amount that they used to get tax free, which I think you know the um, the government was right in in making that taxable because you can't have it both ways. You can't have a third of your uh, of your salaries and municipal politics tax free to pay for expenses and then submit expenses. You know, this is my 21st year in local politics. I've never, ever submitted an expense to claim because I get paid for my expenses by my one-third tax-free allowance. It's double-dipping if you submit expenses over on top of that. And this retirement allowance is completely over the top. You know, how, where on earth does this come from? No discussion with the board? No advance notice? This is just, you know, it's completely unacceptable. Do you know who added it, then, to the agenda? Well, I'm sure it was added by the chair and the vice chair, who are by far the biggest beneficiaries of the policy. And that's been mentioned as well, and you mentioned that in the email, uh, just the, um, the the optics of that, to the chair and the vice chair voting in favor of this, and like you said, being the biggest beneficiaries. Yeah, it's just not right. It's, you know, they're, they're in a complete conflict of interest. 
you know, obviously, uh, you know, one or both of them proposed this, this, uh, you know, this retirement allowance, and uh, you know, it's it, it, if they if they wanted to implement it, they should have brought it to the board for a discussion, and then the board should, could have directed staff to prepare bylaws based on the direction the board, the full board, wanted to go on, not just you know, a two or you know, two, a few people meeting in a closed meeting. Uh, Raymond Louis was quoted as saying that the issue itself, uh, uh, the issue of, of both issues, actually, were dealt with at length in camera. Well, they weren't. They were done. They were dealt with at length in what I call the committee of the chosen few. They have a co- committee called the, the Finance and Intergovernment uh, Relations Committee, where pretty well everything in the board is, is discussed. That's the com- what he was talking about. So they would have had a closed meeting to discuss it there, but. Why would it be closed? It's not, you're not dealing with personnel items. You, you don't close a meeting because you're discussing compensation for, you know, for, your, for the, your own board members. The whole thing just, is just completely and totally out of bounds. You know, I moved a motion a few uh, months ago to have a full-time finance committee, which they need to that board. They put through $700 million of public money, and we, we don't, they don't have a full-time finance committee. I mean, it just makes zero sense. And they argue that this finance and intergovernment committee is their, their uh, substitute for a full-time finance committee, but it's not. The finance committee should be the people on the board that are most qualified with, in terms of background and experience and corporate governance, governance experience to serve on the committee, giving a thorough overview of the operations of Metro Vancouver. They don't have that going on. And when you say the the committee of the chosen few, how many people are, are on that committee, or do you know? I would guess I don't know ten or twelve, but it's the same ones. You know that uh, you know, like I say, I call them the chosen few. I mean, I don't know, Jill. I mean, I could go on. To, you know, it's you know, this is my seventh year on Metro Vancouver. So if my nearly fifty years of experience in the private sector, my management experience. And my track record of success wouldn't qualify me as follow, qualify me as one of the directors that should be sitting on a finance committee. Then you know I'll sit outside the Metro Vancouver head office and wearing a diaper and whistle I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy all day. It's just it's just not on. Uh, you, you mentioned to the meetings that uh, that that many of them don't even go a full hour yet they still get the the compensation. It's almost four hundred dollars, I think. How often would you say a meeting doesn't uh, doesn't last that long? I say, would say out of 12 meetings a year, um, maybe one goes for, you know, two and a half, three hours. The rest of them are shorter. And they also have a little provision in there. If it does go past four hours, they get double the, the, uh, the payment. Right. And, you, so you, and I get, obviously there's not the other way. If it goes less than an hour, you get less of the payment. Oh, obviously not. <laughs> we couldn't possibly have that. And what about the retroactivity with the, with the retirement? I mean, the optics of this are bad as well in that a lot of the mayors, a lot of the people on that board aren't running for re-election. They are not going to have to answer to the electorate on this. And yet they voted themselves this retirement um, stipend and the, the retroactive going all the way back to 2007. Oh, the whole thing is just completely and totally wrong, Jill. I mean, what are the Girl Guides and the Boy Scouts supposed to pay a retirement allowance to retiring uh, Cub and Scout leaders? They just, you know, this is just completely n- nonsensical. And like I say, it was my my 
equal annoyances with the process. You know, the fact that they wouldn't have a full and open debate and a, and a proper process for, you know, for discussing this proposed policy. Uh, is it also, does it also seem odd to you that when we tried to find out more about this, a, it was held on a Friday, uh, we were told that there was no roll, roll call and there was no record of, of who was there and who voted? Yeah, which is never done. I mean, and also they didn't split the vote. Some of the directors, I watched the tape, wanted to, there were two parts. One was to eliminate this one-third, you know, tax-free allowance and up their, their stipend to, to offset the, you know, the loss of that tax taxable benefit. And so that was one part. And the second one was this retirement allowance. Well, we split motions all the time at Metro and, and vote, you know, so that you can vote yes for one and no for the other. And they wouldn't split this one. And, there's, you know, they always recorded the vote. How can, you know, they always record the vote. So, you know, there's all these irregularities that pop up, no advance notice, you know, have a, a committee um, meeting in a closed meeting to discuss this, that, that the only um, a third of the, of the board members are members of that committee. I mean, the whole process is completely wrong. Uh, you mentioned that uh, you're going to submit a no, uh, notice of motion at the next meeting. Uh, so can you explain that a bit? So what will you be doing to try and reverse this? Well, I'll have to check with, the pro- with our municipal uh, clerk and find out what the process is at Metro for, uh, you know, for we have a policy in, you know, in, in our local council that you can revisit a motion within a month if, you know, if, 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 if uh, you know, if, you know, if somebody uh, submits that motion forward. But, uh, you know, I would like to propose a motion that we repeal that policy and just not implement it. And so this retirement allowance. So that's a clean, straightforward way. But I'm, you know, based on my experience in Metro Vancouver, I'm expecting to run into all kinds of roadblocks about uh, notices of motion and you can't bring something back that's already discussed, you know, so... I'm anticipating a bunch of roadblocks thrown in my way, but I'm going to press forward because this is just not right. Uh, do you think the amount uh, of public backlash and outcry over this might help if this, if you are able to get that motion, the notice of motion to go forward? Do, do you think it might be enough to to change the mind of some of those that voted in favor? Yeah, because at the very least, we'll have. I mean, I, I watched the, there was virtually no debate on, on this at the meeting in March because I guess a lot of people are away at spring break. So at the very least, there'll be a fulsome debate on the on the issue, and people will have to, you know, if they support this, will have to give their reasons why they support it. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.